Welcome, Welcome to Art with. Fiona Verity. Say it again. Fiona. No. Fiona Verity. And Julie Nicholson. I'm going to push you back so you're as if you're sitting across the table from me. There you go. Uh, we're not good close up, Samantha. <laughs> it's too much. I'll take you all in. There you go. I can okay. see you. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for asking me to be involved. This is very. Oh, I'm absolutely tickle pink. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. I followed you for a very long time, Samantha, and um, I must have found you on Instagram. I can't remember, but um, yeah, you've been on our list for a while. So. She's been stalking you for years. So. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Julie. Right, <laughs> it's, weird, it? it's so weird. You never know quite what people, but well, obviously you know what you share, but um, it's quite interesting when it comes back at you and you're not quite prepared for it. Yeah, well, you don't know how it's received and you kind of, you know, you set up this dialogue, don't you? And you, you know, it's good to share. And then you sometimes you think maybe it isn't quite so good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, Julie's really good at the funny little quips on her Instagram. Sometimes I think um, I get a bit too sort of like, oh, no, I'm doing this, doing that. I'm like, sure. Well, everyone's got a different style on Instagram, but I find yeah. it funny when people come up to you and go, oh, I follow you on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you just don't know what your demographic is. And I think it's no. very varied on Instagram. Yeah, because some people, I think, follow us because they enjoy looking at it or enjoy the banter or whatever. And then I guess some people can't just want a variety in their feed. They don't necessarily like us at all. No, they hate us. <laughs> I don't know how that's at all possible. <laughs> no, I know, Samantha. Terrible. I know. Well, thank you for talking to us, yes. Samantha. It's very kind of you. Um, you are allowed uh, to call me Sam as well. Can we call you oh, Sam? I didn't know. Good. Okay, Sam. Sam. Sammy. Sammo. Sam will be fine. Uh, Sammy, perhaps not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll call you Sam. That is fine. Okay, Sam. So, obviously, you studied at art school, but then you became a teacher. No, yes, I but see, when I studied at university, I actually did my teaching degree. So I didn't, I did my art teaching degree. I specialised in secondary art education. Oh, so right. I had a teaching degree with a specialisation in art. Yes. And, um, and because when I, uh, when I decided to become an art teacher, well, God, there wasn't it, never a day that I, I thought I wasn't going to be an art teacher. I actually never thought I was going to be an artist. Um, <clears throat> so I only ever wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to do art because I loved it and I'd found oh. my identity, I suppose, as a teenager, as an art student in the high school art department. And um, But I only ever wanted to teach. So, yeah, and, and it's just basically the skills that I've, um, I acquired when I was at uni because we did have to do some study in the art department, so that was pretty cool. Um, but it was basically through teaching and the sorts of workshops I had to do for professional development that I built on the skills I already had. So I always made sure I had something more to offer the kids. So I was always a little bit ahead of them. Yes. So that if they were doing an oil painting, I'd, I'd learn a little bit more so that I could actually then help them make sure that they were doing the right thing with their work. Yeah. So before you went to teacher to do your degree in teaching, had you done art, I mean, at high school, that was your, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I went to a school that had a really, uh, an excellent art program there's no other way to describe it and I um and we had art we had an excellent art teacher even in primary school um and um and then just in high school I never not 
didn't do art I always chose to do art and um and that was my safe place as well and you know it's always good to have somewhere to escape to in high school yeah definitely the art, art room is always the best place to be they're pretty cool people up there and everybody left you alone up there it was just everybody got on just sort of pootled about and did their own thing and yeah. um it was just a, and we had a really good art teacher who was always available and made the space available to us as well it was really yeah. good yeah and it's not I think it's good that you wanted to be a teacher um rather than an artist who wanted to be I, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way to artists who teach at all because um I also did a um a teaching course after my uni years later and um I don't know if I really had it in my heart to be a teacher it was more like oh I don't know what I'm going to do I'll do that and yeah. I found there was so much discipline I mean it was a secondary school in London inner city London and <laughs> there was so much discipline and uh, to be honest I just wanted to do it myself I got yeah. quite like oh Oh, I wanted to join in. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, you teach the class <laughs> and I will make the ceramic. <laughs> yes, that sounds like a very fine idea. Yeah. Um, look, I, um, I, my, um, I've, I've kind of, there are lots of times when I was actually bored when I was teaching because um, I was single and I was living alone and, um, and teaching took up a lot of time, but I would actually then do courses. And at one point there was a time when I thought I was going to be potter and I borrowed a wheel from school and I set it up in the garage and I threw lots of pots and worked out pretty quickly that that wasn't for me. And then another time, because I've, I've been, um, I've, I had been teaching, I did my study when I was in, in the late eighties. So it, I've been around for a little while in terms of um, with the teaching jobs that I've had and one of those jobs um, I uh, started up a part-time little on the side painting business and I would paint and personalise ceramics for, for kids and and paint furniture and things like that and paint fabrics and that was about 20 years ago uh, 25 years ago and and then that kind of died and as just life changed and different priorities came up and then I got married had my family and suddenly the painting became the priority for me. Mm. So how long did you teach for? Uh, 16 years full time. Um, and then a couple of years faffing around. Oh, look, sorry, I shouldn't use that word. It was- I love I was that word. Yeah, yeah, we love a faff. I love a faff. There's, there's not enough- be an art, I was trying to be an artist and doing well, relief teaching on the side. You have sorry, to yes. have faff time. And there's not enough, there's not enough emphasis on serious faffing. I think, you know, You've got to have I got very lonely time. because it was before the internet. It was before Instagram, and I found myself getting really, really lonely. And um, and um, I had an exhibition, a really um, um, of uh, landscape paintings, and um, shortly before I got married, and um, it was great. And I loved having that show. And in actually, it's funny ceramics and painting, more connections. Um, that show was on at the same time as the WA. Uh, ceramic Association had their yearly exhibitions and my paintings were in there when all the other ceramics were in that space too. Oh. Um, it, uh, and that was fantastic and good fun and then I got married and I um, got a wonderful teaching opportunity, a one-year contract to a private girls school and it was just the most amazing teaching environment. I've never worked harder, there was no time for anything extra for me on the side but um, I loved that job and the people I worked with were fantastic and that was that was a really great way to almost complete my teaching yeah. Um, career. Yeah. And then, yeah. then it became all about family. 
Yeah, that's right. What do you think, um, you know, is maybe, what, what do you think needs to change about art curriculum in schools? Or do you think, you know, it depends on the school or? Oh, look, I actually don't know much what's happening in schools at the moment. So I really can't mm. talk about what I don't, what, what I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the, the curriculum in WA has changed since I was teaching as well. And um, I do know that there aren't that many, well, there are certainly some schools that don't offer art um, mm. uh, at an ATAR level just because of the cohort kids that they have. Um, really? And that they don't, art teachers. Don't offer oh, it at all, Sam? Well, some schools don't. Like, so where I am, I'm in a country town. I'm in a regional centre, really good schools. There are actually a number of good schools in in. Um, the area but there's all there's not always and actually in some city schools too there's not always kids choosing to do art as a um as an ATAR subject yeah. and um and as a consequence of course the school just can't offer it now our school will offer it but they'll do it through distance education so when I say our school I'm talking my kids are all now in high school and um uh their, their high school do offer it from a distance ed point of view um so the kids will have then actually that online connection with teachers in Perth and um and then they'll get assisted by the teachers who are in the school and they will um give them support as well but I, apart from that I don't know much mm. I actually don't know much what about the curriculum and how yeah. it works anymore so I've got to educate myself again because I might <laughs> have one who wants to do that yes yeah, I know you, you have it's hard to keep up with it isn't it because it changes so often I think the art all curriculums it seems yeah, that's right. But you're well, in Albany. Actually, Sorry. I'm in Albany. Albany. So that's yeah. Albany. Well, we say Albany in Albany, um, not Albany. Um, uh, although there are some people who get a bit upset when we say Albany. <laughs> um, it's on the south coast of WA and it's absolutely beautiful down here. Um, I We moved down here from the city of Perth about eight years ago. Um, lifestyle choices. Uh, we've also got family. I've got my in-laws down here and that's okay because I like them. That's cool. Good. Um, and my family is still in Perth. So uh, how far down from Perth is it? It's a five-hour drive if uh, you don't have to stop too many times. Yeah. I love oh, wow. it. Everything's quite far away in Western Australia, yeah. isn't it? It's like, it's, I love the way you said it's down the road, Sam. It's like, yeah. you've got, you got to love a road trip in WA, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Five hours down the road. Yeah, exactly. So... So did you? Sorry, I was no. Gonna, sorry, you. Go. She takes over, Sam. I had to butt in. This is the problem. <laughs> so you were saying that it's beautiful area. Is that why you started painting landscape? You were. Well, I was painting Ireland. landscape before, and I don't actually paint much landscape now. I'm more. Oh. I, it's a funny anomaly. I think it's because so my priority, my focus is still life painting, and that's yes. how I've been building my name. Um, and, and as you can see, yes, very beautiful. Your paintings are so calm. Mm. I just, I, I could stare at them forever. That pomegranate is amazing. <laughs> I do love um, a pomegranate, Sam. You've nailed it. Well, I do too. I'm a bit partial mm. to a pomegranate. They're um, so special, aren't they? They're like little jewels inside. Well, and... They are lovely, glossy redness of it all. I'm just a bit, um, a bit in love with them, actually. Um, yes. So I, um, I, I think the reason why I focused on still life was because when we moved down here, my children were still quite small. Um, and because uh, like, I had twins when I was 40 and um, one that was two years older. And so they were quite, oh. it was quite an intense 
way of being. And I, um, we didn't, whilst we moved down here, because it is beautiful, and that was one of the reasons why we did move down here, I just couldn't, when we went out into the, the landscape, which wasn't often with the small children, and we certainly didn't go to the wild spots with hiking on the sort of cliff edges and things like that with little kids, and, um, and I just didn't get to those sorts of wild spaces, which are really only just 10 minutes that way. Um, it's happening a lot more now. We go, um, we're doing a lot more hiking and, and certainly we bought a caravan a, um, a couple of years ago. We've done some pretty, um, again, road trips, serious road trips um, uh, over the last few years. And um, so I am getting out more and I'm working out how I can work with traveling with the family and working with the landscape. I focused on still life because I was surrounded by the domestic all day, every day yes, when I was yeah, at home. Yeah, and you've got to um, respond. While I was at home, I, yeah, yeah, well, you do. Um, I did have a part-time job in the early days down here, but I could never get there because one of my kids kept on getting sick. And so that flexibility meant I had to work from home and that's when the painting um, became a priority because that's uh, that was for my sanity as well. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. And I think that's why still life's become, well, it's obviously always been popular, but particularly in, in COVID, everyone has been at home and in, in, in those domestic scenes. And it does bring some comfort, I think, still life to people. Yes, absolutely. And those things that are familiar around us, for sure. Um, and um, there's definite, there seems to me to be um, a definite swell in the number of people who are also painting still life. Um, and um, it could be because Instagram likes to keep feeding me with the algorithm, the same sorts of images that I seem to like. Yes. But there seems to be a certain kind of um, way of viewing the still life and the way of then painting the still life that's coming through at the moment. Um, but um, it has such a rich history that there's so many places that you can take your inspiration from and the way you choose to, yeah, the way you choose to represent the things that you've got. I mean, I, I am a very much a realist. Yes. Um, very, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, and part of that is because of the way in which I work. Um, but I always have been a realist and I, um, I also work with quite thin layers of paint. So my paintings quite take quite a while to build the layers of colour. Yes, definitely. Um, and that's beautiful. Is it oil you work with, Sam? Yes, yes, it is oils. I, I, um, I actually quite enjoy working with acrylic outside when I'm doing a plain air work. Um, but no, definitely with my still life painting, it's definitely the oil paint. Yeah. Because I like the glossiness. Yes. Yeah. Why do you build up layers? Does that give you that translucent sort of look to things or...? It helps to achieve the sense of depth, certainly with the translucent layers that you put over the darker areas. Um, it's just, I just started painting and wanted more depth and thought I'd work out how to get that depth and the translucent layers seem to be the way to go. And that's just, it, it, the way I work now is, is as a result of me doing lots of testing and practicing and yeah. working out what works and, and trying to achieve the look I was looking for. and. Um, um, at the moment, the paintings have very much a sort of a, um, a richer quality to them because of the autumn light. Mm. Um, and and to achieve that happens through the um, different layers, yeah. But so it also involves... Hmm. 
how do you um, start a, a, a piece then? Do you work directly from the objects? Do you photograph? How, tell us how you would begin a, a picture. Well, um, so my practice involves working from photographs. I set up my own still lives. Um, I have taken quite a bit of time because we yeah, started painting them about of what 2014 and I set up a little corner there was this beautiful light coming in from the northern window and that's my corner now that's my designated setup still life I've got it's got paraf I've got a table set up and I've got different surfaces I work on and I plinths that I move in and out and all surrounding me I've got piles of vases and bottles yeah, love and it. Yeah. <laughs> collecting dust and causing all sorts of yeah, conniptions when I don't clean up because I just don't clean up. I'm too busy painting. Um, <laughs> and I shift things in and out and I watch the light as the year goes on and I photograph. And the reason why I started working with photographs was because I never knew when that child was going to get all the kids were going to be sick. And so I started painting and then they'd get sick and I couldn't get back to the painting. It just didn't make sense. So because the still life arrangement, the flowers just conk out. Um, and I really... Uh, and that's beautiful, but I wanted to go back to the feeling I had when it was when I started. So photographs have become a very important part of my process. Yeah. So I take my photographs, I choose them, I then use the computer to do my selections, my my cropping and my composition. Yeah. I print them and I work from the prints that I take. But I also then work from the prints I work from. Um, sometimes it's, it's easy to work from my little my phone so I can get a real close-up of the image. Sometimes I actually will refer back to the original object, but really it's, it's generally from the photos that I work from. And do you, like you've obviously curated what you're um, working from, the objects, like they seem like traditional. There's, they're not like modern, they don't seem like they've got writing on or anything like they the paintings look quite sort of back to the old masters, that kind of, like they could be 16th century. Well, the, there are a lot of the paintings I'm doing now are using uh, contemporary ceramics for the forms, some of the forms that I've got in them, even though the one behind you has this amazing red lava vase mm. that's from the 70s and I've just fallen in love with. Yeah, well, you know why? Are, it's, um, it's pomegranate red. Yeah. Well, that's right. How, how could it not be? It's my fascination with red. And I, I've, um, I collect ceramics from uh, other artists, Australian artists, and I'm starting to um, look at other people as well. Um, and I, um, so the forms are contemporary and, and the fact that I'm using a plinth and I'm not using, um, I used to paint drapery and it might come back again. But I, um, I like the clean lines and, and the negative spaces. So my focus, while I'm focusing on the forms of the objects, it's almost more important to focus on the spaces in between them that, yeah, and the spaces definitely. formed by the edge of the, um, and the shapes that form by the edge of the canvas. I, um, that's as important as the actual objects themselves. Yeah, um, it's the placing of them that makes them a painting as opposed yeah. to um, a photograph, you know what I mean? It's like the way that you, mm. the, the shapes that you're creating from the angles and, you know. Yeah, I then it becomes sort of abstract, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that's, it's, it's true. And it's, sometimes it's just the slightest 
shift yeah. in the way I'm standing when I'm taking the photograph that will give me the sense of calm that I'm looking for so I'm literally when I'm choosing the photos that I want to take my paintings from I am always looking at um looking at the feeling or I'm trying to really focus on the feeling that I have inside me and I and it will often just be this this sense of of calm that just settles over me yeah. that tells me that that's the right one definitely yeah. and there's there's something so joyous about that the simplicity which is so difficult to achieve because in order to get to the that feeling is really difficult you know it's so it people think that, simple things are easy but they're not they're the hardest things yeah so restrained yes exactly there's nowhere to hide you know, there's, yeah. a, there's, yeah. a, there's a fantastic restaurant in Sydney called Bathers Pavilion at Balmoral Beach, and it's a beautiful old building. And the restaurant looks out onto the water and they have great art in there. And a couple of the paintings which I adore are little, little oils that are on the wall. And whenever I've been in there, I'm just, it's a pat of butter on a stripy tablecloth. Or another oh, one gorgeous. is a couple of eggs. One's in a cup, and egg cup, and one's on the table and every time I've been in there for the last 20 years you want to have butter and eggs last 20 years <laughs> I just look at that pat of butter and I think you know what that's probably one of my favorite paintings in a restaurant why don't you buy it I can't buy it it's not for sale ask him oh no so could you do a pat of butter please Sam <laughs> <laughs> well, I do believe in stripping back uh, the surrounding objects to make the uh, the objects that I do use as clean as possible and the shapes as clean yeah. as possible. Pat of butter, maybe. Might melt. Maybe. <laughs> but what, it might why, melt in the autumn sun. Yeah. Why do you think you've gone with calm and restrained? Is that is that you coming out or is yeah. that something you like? Oh, no, it's not me at all. My mind's an absolute... Oh, I think our connection is not twins, for God's sake. Yeah, that's you true. You can't have yeah. because Well, maybe that's your antithesis. The calmness of the images and the painting is your you it's know. the balance. Yeah. It's the balance. It's the um it's the uh trying to raise three energetic young people and um and run a business and all the other things that pop up in life and uh um and my own brain being somewhat uh easily distracted that the calm part of it um that's one of the reasons why i was paint i started painting again was because i found that it was that that sense of calmness that i felt in me when i was um concentrating so intensely on my painting that allowed me to calm down and so i wanted yeah. to paintings to also be that calm yeah. This way. yeah. And what about colour? Because your colours are, are beautiful and again restrained, like the one behind you with the two, you know, ready terracottas and then that that sort of creamy colour against a neutral background. Like they're really beautiful. Like, do you sort of go with the flow with colour or are you pre-mixing, pre-deciding? Um, I never pre-mix. Um, I do have uh, a knowledge of certain colours that um, are how to mix them so that I can achieve similar effects across a, um, a uniform body of work. Um, I have my favourites and I'll try and use them as cleanly as possible from, uh, I, although I never use, tend to use a colour straight from the tube, there's always mixing going on. Yeah. Um, but they're, the, if you have a close up look, you can see the individual areas of colour and it's quite clean colour and not muddy. Yeah. So, um, 
And do you have you have you yeah, come to that through experience? Is that just years of painting? That just you've through got? painting. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, I've just I wanted clarity in my color. I wanted, um, and even in the the grays and the muted areas and the neutral areas, there's still so much color within them. Yeah. And I wanted, I, I didn't want mud. I wanted clarity, and um, and so it's just experience and just seeing what somebody else does and trying to copy that and and then use it a way that I can work out how to use so it. So who has influenced you, Sam? Who's yeah. been yours? Ah, well, <laughs> in the early days, in the yeah. early days, with still, well, with still life, I yeah. would say Julie Davidson, she's a Melbourne painter. Um, and and I can honestly say in my, in, in those early, about six years ago, um, I actually was lucky, I was so fortunate to acquire one of her paintings. Um, and she was renowned for, and still uses the device of bird's eye view, but she was quite early on user of it, a bird's eye view with a round bowl. And so, so the, the circular bowl yeah. feeling the, the picture space and, and the light that she used. And I um, started trying to work out how she got that light in her paintings. And I would arrange things. I remember years ago, I was saying to a colleague how much I love still life paint. I'm talking 20 years ago. But it was really hard to do because I could never get the arrangements the way I wanted to do them. It took so much time to try and work that out. And that, and so over the years, that's kind of worked out that way. So I started with her and then kind of, and then brought in drapery and twisted things around. And so I was painting a lot of drapery and bird's eye view of fruit, lots of fruit, lots of local fruit that I picked up from um, local providers. And then it's just sort of grown from there. Um, yeah. So a starting point, um, Angus McDonald too, he's really, he's used a lot of drapery and pears and drapery about 10 years ago, 15 years ago. He doesn't do that much anymore if he does I don't know and just really and he used a really strong direct light force on his work as well his arrangements that he set up he's really he's really strong on um, developing forms so they were kind of really big influences in those early days yeah and so now oh gosh who would I say now it's a lot of ceramicists are coming in and a lot of artists who tend to um, have a similar kind of calm quality to their work. I sort of, um, oh, well, it's, I, I love riots of colour, like Laura Jones. I mean, I love her work. Yeah, and Lucy Carlton, the immediacy of her work is just brilliant. I love yes, her little yes. dabs of colour. I like her look and put method. Yeah. And I'm not like, I don't paint like that, but I admire it intensely. And, um, yeah. I mean, you sort of tend to admire <laughs> artists that do something opposite almost yeah, sometimes, don't you? Because you're just definitely. like, wow, I'm not like that. I can't, I don't know if I could do that. So it's so awe-inspiring. But then they're really um, good colorists, aren't they? Both Lucy colors. Well, they, all of them are. And so yeah. I think that's why I was, I have been inspired to keep that clarity through my color. Yeah, as well. Yeah. And I do try, um, I, I am experimenting with different mediums at the moment and um, and looking to achieve more of a painterly feel, but it's not working very well. <laughs> but how, are you are you washing your brushes after every like? How are you keeping them so clean? Um, I use Gamsol, and I I have two pots set up, and I um, I. I, at the end of a session, I put well a day. I stick them all my brushes in a pot of um, 
of the solvent and I go away and do all family stuff. And late, but before I go to bed, I come out and I clean my brushes because my studio's at home. I'm very fortunate for that. And I clean them off in a second pot of Gamsol, which is cleaner than the first. And then I lie them and they're dry overnight. So I just pick them up and start working with the brushes again the next day. Yeah. yeah. So are you using and a, then I tip off. Are you using I a tip off. brush for every colour? No, no. Um, I use a lot of brushes, but I don't use one for every colour. Okay. So you I do a lot of wiping. Um, I do. Uh, I've got a lovely multicoloured little uh, cloth that I have yeah. on my table that gets replaced regularly <laughs> yeah. when I wipe off a a, um, a, um, a brush. Um, but I don't I don't clean my brushes while I'm working. I just wipe them off and reuse them. Yeah, yeah. and then I clean them at the end of the day. Yeah, because that's what Laura Jones said. She yeah. after every dab, she wipes. So yeah. That, so it's it's there's very, never there's never a yeah, it's very a muddy, clean muddy mark. bits of yeah and yet there's still a touch of that colour she yeah. used in that first stroke that then sort of just yeah, slightly yeah. registers in the second and that allows for that uniformity. Definitely. I think she's very fast though, Laura. I get the impression that she's a very energetic, just from the films I've seen of her working. Yeah. She's an energetic yeah. painter. Yeah, yeah, maybe. They're massive, some of the ones that she does. Oh, well. yeah. She's young. Well, you got, she, doesn't have to, she doesn't have children yet. <laughs> We can clean our brushes. So, so yeah. when you're working on a body of work, are you working in a series or yeah. do you do one and then another? Do you have in mind a, a body of work when you... Yeah, do you have all the, the photos? Do you, all, do you do all the photos and then start or how do you start? Um, there is there is a little bit of that that goes on, but not a lot. So I um, things come to... The, what I choose to paint is basically something that catches my eye. So at the moment, I've got in there, um, I've got a pink cushion hakia, so a little bit that I acquired on a walk the other day. And I'm just keep move, shifting um, objects around and I photograph. So I, I, about 10 minutes before this call, I walked back into the house and I went, ooh, nice light, took a quick photo. Mm. Um, I then maybe gather about two or three... Uh, um, images that I'm really happy with. So I take lots of images, but I work out a couple of um, uh, um, a couple of um, compositions that I quite like. Um, and then I start with those. And then they sort of, I will start with those and then some others come in later on that I take at that time. And, and then something else will come into my life about two weeks down the road or two months down the road. And I photograph that and then work out a painting like that. But but all the paintings tend to talk to each other in that group mm. that is in an exhibition. I like to work in groups of paintings that are like family, if you like, of paintings. Um, and I, uh, I, they, well, as, like at the moment, there's a really strong red theme going through them, I think, and also with the native flowers that are starting to come through too. Um, I, autumn's great for banksias and... Yeah. Um, you get great you get some really different um natives in western australia as well that we don't get over here which is fabulous well, well we likewise do. We have, you know we have to pay um, for them though we have to buy them from the florist i've got to do that with flannel flowers if my lovely uh semi-neighbor who lives over the other side of town doesn't have any flannel flowers to sell me so we can post you some don't worry we'll oh she She's been very generous, and now I have to buy them from the florist. <laughs> oh. so, so tell us, how did you um, get on board with, um, so you're with AK Bellinger, 
and yes. Linton and Kay, is that right? Yes. Yes. So how did those relationships start? Well, I'll go back to Linton and Kay because uh, in 2015, in May, uh, or at the beginning of that year, I was invited by Amber Creswell Bell <laughs> to, to take part in her second group show she put on at St. Cloche Gallery. It was called Flirt. Um, and as a consequence of that, I decided to put on my own solo show um, locally. So I hired the local art centre, a space there, and I uh, exhibited in October 20 paintings. I had graphic designer friend uh, make some beautiful invitations for me, which I then sent off to galleries locally and, um, and they contacted me. So they, uh, it was at the right time. They already, already had a relationship with Linton and Kay because they're in Perth. Um, I had bought that Julie Davidson painting from them and I, I knew some of the people who worked there. They're really great consultants who have always been really friendly. And, and so when my invitation passed over the table, they were just opening up a new gallery called Mandurn Estate. Yeah. And they needed some art to go in there. And I had work left over from that show. And so it was a very happy uh, start to a very nice relationship. So that's um that's building. Don't you? That's fantastic. Yeah, it was it was it was it, the invitations worked brilliantly because so much is online and even five years ago, six years ago. Um, so the invitations worked very well. And I would always advise somebody if they were doing that 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 would be a great way to send off some really nice work to a gallery. Mm. Um, and um, Alison approached me not long after she, or just before she started to, so AK Bellinger Gallery. Yeah. So that, yeah. um, that's when she opened about four years ago, she contacted me, but I wasn't in a position at that time to take on another gallery. When I started at that time, when Linton and Kay contacted me, so did a lot of other galleries. And I wasn't really aware of my um, production capabilities <laughs> and I committed myself to too many galleries too quickly. Yeah, well, you don't want to be, you don't want to spread yourself too thin, so. No, but you, I didn't know. And there wasn't any, there weren't many examples of other artists who um, had, uh, who had done that. And, um, oh, that I was aware of, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but I learned pretty quickly and I had to, uh, it was very unfortunate, I had to let some go because I just couldn't give them enough work. It just didn't yeah. make sense. I was, and it became clear I really liked to work in exhibitions and bodies of work, not small little parcels yeah. of work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then when I was ready to sort of try, uh, start again with another uh, or to bring somebody else on, I actually went back to Alison because I really liked what she was doing. And, um, and yeah, we just have gone from there. Yeah, she seems really popular. Like we we know a lot of artists that um well, I obviously follow her on Instagram, obviously it pops up, but um I really like the artist that she's got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so do I. I really do. And I, that's what I think she's got a good eye. Yeah. And that's what attracted me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. also she's a regional gallery and I I really liked to be able to support that. But I even so, despite that, I still thought she had a great eye regardless. And I just yeah, really exactly. liked what she was doing. Yeah, that's She's right. Definitely got a good eye. So where is your art community in Albany? Like, um, do they have, do you... Do you have a group? Yeah, do you have a group? Like, who do you talk to about your art? Um, I have a couple of very good friends 
um, with whom I do most of my art talking. Um, and one of those artists is Carly Lesurf. She's a landscape painter. She makes, yeah. she's, with, she's with Michael Reed, yeah. Morundi. Um, and she makes these amazing landscapes with encaustic um, and, and other, and she uses oil paint and all sorts of other materials as well, but they're just amazing. And mm. um, so Carly and I are in cahoots and mm -hmm. um, we actually sat and watched the opening for the Ravenswood Art Prize the other night with <laughs> and brought her kids who are the same age as mine. And oh, so cute. that works out really well. And we've, we've done a little drawing, we've uh, taken ourselves off for a weekend on a painting residency um, as well with another friend, um, Anita Phillips. Um, other artists locally, Miss, uh, Melissa Bowie, um, oh, yeah. she's fab. I love yeah, Melissa's work. She's, she's fabulous. Um, awesome. And yeah. she, she's local too. Um, I joined a local uh, um, contemporary artist group called Mix and they put on a really, really top quality exhibition that I haven't actually been able to take part in lately. Um, but they're really good and really conceptual um, and they're good people too. And, um, and it sounds I've also like just quite recently a lot. Yeah, a lot of creatives down here. Um, and I've joined the local pottery group. Hey, <laughs> that's been great fun. Oh, I bet. Yeah, fun. That's been really good fun. Cool. Everyone we know has joined a pottery group too. It seems to have been <laughs> the thing to do. And so do you so Sam, do you think you're gonna start making some ceramics to paint? Well, I have been. Yeah. So they're still <laughs> Oh, those yours? There's one, no, no, that's not mine. That's oh. not mine. That's that one there. That's um, Simone Carras. Um, no, over there. Oh, you can't see it here. Yeah. Right over here in the very corner is a oh, little cool. pot of mine that's starting awesome. to Awesome. And um, just starting, just starting, just to sort of drop them in because um, I like to mix and match with, with pieces I've already got. Yeah. So yeah. I'm but just also there's. Quite a nice linking story when you're making the ceramics and then recording them in paint as well. There's sort of like a, yeah. a link through the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it sort of goes back to all that all the connection I've had with ceramics as a teacher and the stuff that I did when I was in high school, and it's all sort of able to come yeah, through come now. And, um, so cool. It not might be making a lot. But just a few pieces, yeah. so they get auditioned every now and, you and again. Always, you can always straighten it up in your painting if it's not quite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like the wonk. I like yeah. the wonkiness of them. Yeah. <laughs> but I reckon if you were a collector, like to buy a painting and the ceramic piece and display them together well, would be really cool. Just like material. Well, you never know. Yeah. Well, when they're good enough, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exciting. So we were looking on your website and we loved the Q&A on your yes. website. We thought that was a really, really good idea of like a, a good way to get to know an artist without being too prescriptive. Um, Why like, have you got that on there? Is that because you keep getting asked those, those questions? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that was podcast advice from somewhere that, you know, the frequently asked questions should always be the ones that you get asked again and again. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah, yeah, and it I works. Like and I also do that on Instagram too. The highlights tend to have um, processed videos of of techniques that I use that I always get questions about. Yeah, um, especially the underpainting one because that a lot of people not entirely sure why or how or what yeah. that's for. Yeah, I used to use red a lot um, as my underpainting, but um, I use burnt sienna mostly now. 
Um, and I started with red because when I did a workshop with um, Tony Windberg, another uh, WA artist, he's excellent teacher. Uh, he did a course at the Albany Summer School and I, uh, which helped fill a lot of gaps in, in my knowledge. Uh, and um, he said, choose any colour. And I chose red because I'd recently seen a Wayne Tebow painting where he had great big chunks of red showing through and it inspired me so much. I just knew that that was the colour I had to use. And that's why it was red for so many years. Oh. Ah. Well, the question we loved also was the where you explained what oiling, oiling out is. Because I'd never heard of that. Yeah. Well, the reason why I did that was because I had such a disaster with a painting <laughs> Um, and varnishing and it came out really really patchy and I couldn't understand why but thank you Mr Gamblin um, and his website and I learned a lot on that where uh, it was a technique that a lot of artists have used in the past to because um, as I paint and I use different mediums some areas use a lot of medium and they yeah. um, they become more resistant to the varnish and other areas are still very absorbent. So it depends on how you prepare your substrates as well. Yeah. But generally, when my painting is finished and dry, I paint on a mix of 50% uh, Gamsol and 50% whatever medium I've used. Um, at, at now, it's generally uh, Gamblin Galkid, but it, I also can, you can, if you've been using stand oil in your painting, a 50-50 mix of Gamsol and stand oil, um, Paint it on for two minutes, wipe it back with a lint-free cloth. Um, and so the surface is no longer as absorbent. So it'll be soaked into the areas where it's needed yeah. and wipes off the areas where it's not. So that yeah. when you put your varnish on after after that dried, um, the varnish is not patchy. So yes, it's not I, as patchy. Yeah. Huge difference. Yeah, I've seen it on work and I, I think we saw it the other day and I was going, why is there... Have they done that on purpose? Because yeah. there was bits that were matte and bits that were shiny. shiny. I couldn't quite understand it. No, that um, was very good. It's very you're very generous with your sharing of process. Oh, thank you. I'd, I'd say it's the teacher background. I can't help myself. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I know. Once That's a true. teacher, always a teacher. Well, it's good oh, to it comes around a circle. Yeah. yeah. So your website's great. As I said, like how did you get onto the design files? And did do you think that was a really helpful? Part, like, do you think the online part of your business is really important? Um, I don't sell my work online, except um, I don't sell it personally. I sell all my work now through exhibitions and galleries. Yeah, if that answers that question. Mm -hmm. um, I, how did I get onto design files? I invited. Well, uh, there's an excellent photographer who works, who lives in the next town from me. Her name is Bo Wong. And um, Bo came over um, and took photos because I needed photos of me in the studio anyway for, yeah. for my website and for promotional material. Um, and uh, and I, part of that, we went across the road to my lovely neighbour, Lila, who has a great garden, who I would often steal things from.
put together a parcel of photographs and um, I contacted them and gave a go said hi, you know, wondering if you might be interested in artist studio visit because they featured Melissa Bowie not long before and I um, referenced her and then they came back immediately and said yes because I already had the beautiful photos that Bo had beautifully done and uh, yeah off we went it was great classic. it's such a such a great it um, is I love the design files there's nothing more dreamy than reading mm. through that and it's a good resource for artists I mean yes also yes. for a great promotion for artists it's it's like Fenton and Fenton, they seem to really yeah. get on the back of artists and really, you know, promote them. It's great. Yeah, and a really good way of those studio visits and and um, and showing, mm -hmm. you know, another way of showing artists at work. And so that was four years ago that we did that. Um, yeah. And also, uh, um, Bo wrote an article as well, and um, it was featured on the Plant Hunter website, and um, which I don't think she runs that anymore. Um, but that was also really, um, really good too. And um, Bo actually writes really, really well. And <laughs> she, she uh, made a real story of my lovely neighbour Lila, who's still alive, bless her. Oh, she's so good, and she lets me raid her garden all the time. So, oh, bless her. But I have to also mention, I get a lot of my um, material from our own garden. I've got into trouble. I keep forgetting to mention the fact that my <laughs> husband is a really good gardener, and I get really great stuff from our own garden. Um, and, You've got to mention the me, husband. Well, exactly. I mean, Jeff built me this brilliant studio and um, he had to lose half the veggie patch to do it. So it was a big deal. Oh, bless Jeff. Got oh. a big, big shout yeah, out to big Jeff. Big shout out to Jeff. We, we love the husbands that support the artists. Well done, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, he we is all need very supportive. I couldn't do this without my family. That's the point. No. Yeah, oh, great. Well, so what is on yes, for the future of, of Samantha Dennison? What's for the rest of 2021? What well, at the moment, I've got a show at, um, with Alison, so that's going really well. Um, I will be having another show later in the year at uh, Linton and Kay in October, and this time it will be in the Subiaco Gallery. And there's got two spaces there, and um, I'll have my work in the smaller one, which makes me happy because um, it's a really nice intimate space um and after that who knows i've got oh, i'll exhibit again without um allison next year try my chances and a few more prizes because i really like doing that and uh see what happens basically yeah, yeah. congratulations yeah. on getting into the ravenswood because it's oh, a tough you. one to get into in yeah. fact i didn't know many artists on the list except your name and a couple of others yeah. <laughs> which is not a bad it's which is good, isn't it? Because it's there's great. So, so much variety around. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it was very exciting. That's hence uh, hence the drinks with Carly on Friday night. Yeah, good on you. <laughs> yeah, good on you. I would have done too. It's yes. fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much yeah, for talking for to time. us, Sam. No, oh, you're so welcome. We've I hope. Good. Um. Yeah. Look, thank you very much again. I really appreciate uh, the no, chat. You're, well, welcome you're in very my welcome. studio we love, anytime. We love Bless talking you. to um, people on the other side of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> we can't come and visit you. I know. One day, maybe. One day we might be able. We to. could do a WA road trip. We love. Maybe not a road trip. Let's oh. the train. Oh my God, we'll be gone for weeks. I'd love to go on the train. Anyway, I think we've learnt loads. So thank you so much. Yes. Oh, you're so welcome. And um, good luck. I love the podcast. Uh, that um, interview you did with Judith White a couple of weeks ago. Wow. 
Isn't wow. she the best? Yeah, she is yeah. the best. We've just been drawing with her this morning. Yeah, that was the art class we we're in the city for. Yeah. Oh, we love Judith. Yeah. She is yeah. yeah. That is a that is a really special uh class, I think you're part of. We are. Uh, well, well, I also think you know that. You know yeah, that. We are, we are. And we also yeah. want to write a, a short sitcom on it because it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> It is pretty bloody funny. And then Julie was a legend today. She drove, um, she drove half the class in her big seven seater. What did you get? Eight seat. Eight. Eight, eight seater. It was brilliant. Yeah. I was trying to get everyone to sing Wheels on the Bus, but they weren't having it. I don't understand why. <laughs> no. I know. Well, that's what it is. Like, you know, you've got your art community. I think it, he, as an artist, it makes it all the much richer if you've got friends yeah. you can talk to about art and have yeah. an art community that you hang out with. And um, I think as you get older, the, the more you just want to talk about stuff that matters, like art, yeah. obviously other things matter, but um, well, I can't be done. asked with the peripheries anymore. And it's so no. special going every Monday and um, hanging out with everyone and painting. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one of the reasons why I joined the pottery group too, because even though it, it's actually a good thing that it's not painting. So I get to talk about other things and it yeah. just helps to keep Definitely. things perspective. I mean, and I get to meet more people in the community that way too. So it's actually led to me to like somebody there has actually told me about some secret hakia plants that, that are around me that I didn't know existed. So now Ooh, I can go and get things get from this. So yeah, it's always. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Google them. I've never heard of that. Hakia. Oh, the fluffy pincushion Hakia. Hang on. Go on. You got, come on, let's have a look at your Hakia, Sam. Hakia. Sounds a bit Kiwi. Oh, aren't they beautiful? Oh, they're stunning. You hey, have Kia. the best. Are they part of a... Um, Is that native? You do. Western Australia. Oh, I've got it. Oh, they're beautiful. Hakia Lorena. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, they're gorgeous. There are different types. I think that is the Lorena because it's got the fatter leaves, um, but they're indigenous mm -hmm. to this area. Yeah, and whenever I go to the florist and I go, oh, look at that. Where is that from? It's always Western Australia. I've never <laughs> seen them. They're like a pom-pom. I love them. Yeah, they're beautiful. They, like, they look a bit like rambutans. You know, they, yeah, they look like a fruit. Wanda, Wanda Comrie paints a lot of them too. Yes, yes, we spoke to we Wanda. Spoke to Wanda. Yes. I know you did. I <laughs> know you do. Oh. Yeah. No, that was great. You're not near Wanda, though, are you? No, no, she lives in a another area. Yeah, that's a four Just hour down drive. down the road. Is she down the road or <laughs> Ten hours. Oh, sadly, down the other road, four hours yeah. down the other road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Samantha, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Lovely to meet Thanks, you. Thanks, girl. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Please don't forget to rate and review and share this podcast it helps my mom and her friend fiona get more listeners thank you